have to get to the 32. Four-man rush. Bridgewater. Pocket collapses. He's in trouble trying to run it himself. Bridgewater diving and he's there! Unbelievable! He flew through the air like Superman! Hello everyone and welcome to Meow Mix, the Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And it's that time of the week. Time to preview the next Carolina Panthers game. This week, the Panthers are hosting the Detroit Lions. Battles of the Cats. Battle Cats. Yeah, this uh, <laughs> this should be a fun one because I think we have a very good chance of winning this game, as we'll talk uh, about in our preview. Hey, we are not facing an MVP quarterback this week. <laughs> For the first Ooh. time in... And, but about Stafford's no slouch, don't... Sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is literally the first time in months that the Panthers haven't faced an MVP quarterback. Even Nick Foles won a Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, no. And Kyler Murray might win this year's MVP. So uh, it's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. And Justin Herbert's right in line for the rookie of the year. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Panthers have faced a murderer's row, you guys. Like, and they've, they've come off pretty well, even though we've lost five in a row. Like, it's not, you know, they haven't embarrassed themselves. No, we'll say that. except last week, and I was except a very Debbie week. Downer about last week. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about that here in a bit. Um, but before we get to all that, let's start off, as we always do, with the news. Well, we're going to start off with some interesting one. After being claimed by the Bengals, former first-round pick defensive end Tack McKinley failed his physical with the Bengals and now is claimed by the 49ers. So now he gets to travel to <laughs> 49ers land. And tried to pass a physical again. I It's mid-season. I'm shocked he's not in shape because the physical usually is running mm-hmm. and, you know, it's not like strenuous, strenuous. Like. Yeah, I don't know. I, I Obviously, they don't really usually say why they failed their physical. Um, I don't know. I mean, he's been sort of off and on injured this year. I don't know if he, he has something lingering. Um, no clue. But Or maybe he just didn't want to play for the Bengals. That would be the... <laughs> That would be hilarious. He intentionally tanked, it, tanked his own <laughs> physical. I mean, yeah. would you put oh, it past no, some I of these guys? I can't run that. I'm surprised we actually don't hear more I about mean, at that. Le- like, I, I was going to say, that's genius. actually a very, very <laughs> intelligent. Because he knew he had a lot of yeah. claims put yeah. in for him. Because they said that there was like five different teams. He's just going to keep failing him, so. his physical until the Chiefs claim him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, moving on. The New Orleans Saints quarterback, Drew Brees, has five fractured ribs and a collapsed lung following last Sunday's game against the 49ers. So last week you said that he came out and he wanted to come back in. I don't think he wanted to go back in with that type of I mean, injury. he that's what I saw. And in fact, he went and got a second opinion on this because he didn't like that that's what they told him. And apparently the second opinion confirmed everything. So uh, I didn't know that it was five fractured ribs. I saw he had a fractured rib. I didn't know it was five of them. That's crazy. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's surprising that he wanted to go back in. But if you, I mean, I I was watching that part of the game and like he wanted to come back in. He was standing there on the sidelines, like jumping around, ready to go. But uh, I guess it's Jameis time. Yeah, I think you have to go with Jameis. I don't see them trusting Taysom Hill as a quarterback. I know they gave mm-hmm. him a big contract, but when he went out, they put Jamison, not Taysom Hill, at this starting quarterback. Yeah, and they didn't necessarily give him that deal 
to be their starting quarterback. You know, they gave it to him to be their mm. gadget guy that they find valuable. Uh, but they play the Falcons this week, and that's a nice team for Jameis to come in and play. If he's going, if he's going to get the start, yeah. like he should be able to throw all over. I mean, him. the Falcons have turned it around since Raheem Morris got there. They're better. Started. They are better. They're, They're still so. the worst defense against passing uh, in the league. So, mm. but offensively, they've played much better. So, I mean, that game might not be like the runaway that people think it's going to be. Over under pick sixes for Jameis this week. One and a half. Oh, I'd take the over on that. <laughs> oh wait, pick sixes, pick sixes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. I'm not sure which way I'd go. I have to think about that. Pick sixes are pretty rare. All right. Uh, Giants fire offensive lineman coach Mark Colombo after a fist fight with head coach Joe Judge. Now this is rumored fist fight, but it's being reported by a lot, a lot. Is that real? Of I saw that earlier, and yeah. I was like, that's got to be a joke. Now, the Giants have come out and denied a fist fight occurred, but multiple sources have said a wow. fist fight occurred. Yeah, I read that earlier, and I was like, ah, oh, somebody's making something up. And I didn't even think about it, but if the Giants felt like they had to come out and actually say it, then obviously some re- reputable people are reporting it. That's funny. Joe Judge is going to be on the sideline next week with glass sunglasses on and <laughs> black eye. <laughs> Man, I think the Giants <laughs> struck out with that higher. Yeah. Speaking of Giants strikeouts, all charges have been dropped against former Giants 2019 first round pick DeAndre Baker. Not he has not due to lack of evidence or, you know, found get innocent because the attorney was arrested for trying to extort Baker himself. Now we did discuss this when it originally happened. Uh, he was originally charged with four counts of armed robbery and four counts of aggravated assault with a fire ro- firearm for allegedly <laughs> taking jewelry and cash at a gunpoint during a dice game in Miramar, Florida. He's eligible to join any NFL team, and he has been rumored to visit the Chiefs this week. Yeah, I thought the Chiefs had signed him to their practice squad. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what I saw earlier today. Uh, um yeah, this is weird. And by the way, great segue um, into this story. I was really kind of hoping that the Panthers would kick the tire on this guy. I mean, that's a position of need for us, especially this week. And obviously, he won't—he wouldn't have been eligible this week. But um, a first-round pick a year ago, like, and he started what six? I think he started all sixteen games last year. And but you got to wonder too. This guy had lots of questions coming yeah. out of college. Oh, rumored has a lot of teams had him off their board just right. because of his off the field issues. And then this, and again, he wasn't found innocent. Yeah, it, there was a lack of evidence. It was the opposing attorney tried to extort. Yeah, money and the him. NFL has said that they are continuing their investigation, and you know if it is found that he violated the NFL's you know, policies, then he would be suspended. And I think he's actually still on the commissioner's exempt list. So he, he can't play as of right now anyway. Um, but yeah, I mean, interesting. Yeah. Hey, Oh, wait, now, real quick. Do you think last... that the giants jumped the gun cutting him? I mean, this would seem to be the case, right? Cutting their first round pick. And now he's, you know, 
innocent. I say in I think quotes, there's probably, but he's av- available to possibly play this year. Uh, well, Joe Judge didn't draft him. That was the right. old regime. Uh, Gettleman was still there. And you don't know how he was in the locker room, too, where they're just like, you know what? This guy is hard-headed. He's fighting with players. You know, you don't know that locker room. And it, I could be completely wrong where he was a great teammate and, you know, they cut him for the wrong yeah, reason. Maybe they were just looking for a reason to move on. Yeah, they're like, this guy's too much of a headache to get yeah. to deal with. All right. Now, Jaguar fans are committing Pro Bowl voting fraud. The Jaguar fans have realized if Yannick Ngakwe is named to the Pro Bowl, the Vikings will owe the Jags a fourth-round pick rather than a fifth-round pick due to an escalator in the trade. Now, this is genius by the fans. (laughs) I mean, good for the Jaguars for actually supporting their team because the ownership and GM and coaches don't seem to be supporting yeah. them. And just in case you know you're not aware, <laughs> Ngakwe was traded earlier this season uh, from the Jags to the Vikings for a conditional pick, right, uh, fourth or fifth round. So yeah, it's uh, it's pretty awesome. And apparently the Jags like they've gone on Reddit, they've started this grassroots campaign, they've gotten the rest of the NFC North teams involved as well. So now they're all voting for. Ngakwe, you know, other than the the Vikings, of course. Ngakwe is not playing at a Pro Bowl level this year. Like, he should not be on the Pro Bowl. No. Uh, but it will be amazing. And I'm rooting for the Jags. I'm going to well, vote for Ngakwe myself. Like, I am on this campaign. But, well, here's the thing. Players are voted into the Pro Bowl by coaches, players, and fans. So they don't have right, a majority right. of the votes. So they have to vote, the, vote strongly for him. And maybe NFC North opposing teams decide to start doing that themselves, too. <laughs> It'd be too. pretty funny. If he actually makes the Pro Bowl, it like, it, that's a success. <laughs> Can't you see, like, Aaron Rodgers getting a hold of this type of information and being like, this is a good idea, and going to his teammates and be like, hey. Absolutely. Let's get, let's get Absolutely. Let's this guy yeah. in. I mean, <laughs> that would be pretty awesome. And the Pro Bowl this year is going to be like a Madden tournament or something. Like, it's going to be weird. Yeah. I mean, the Pro Bowl stinks yeah, but I'm definitely not watching mind. people play Madden against each other. Like, <laughs> I, I'm not quite that desperate for football content. All right. Now let's go on to Panthers news. <sighs> the sigh is because Christian McCaffrey won't play Sunday against the Lions. He's already been ruled out. Matt, Shed a tear. He's been Matt ruled out. Hey, it's the... It's a good season for him to miss games. We're not, you know, we're not competing right now for a playoff spot. Now, I did watch a YouTube from Fantasy Doctors, and he looks, he a real doctor, just speculating of the grade of his injury and kind of expecting him when he would be back. And he speculated that he would be back probably around week 12, but they could even hold him out due to us having a buy on week 13 till week 14. So be prepared for him to miss another week just to make sure that shoulder's Yeah, I mean, do you do you see any reason why they would actually play him next week if they're not playing him this week? I hope they don't rush him back like I really feel team. like I I, yeah. I think Yeah, I feel like out. him sitting this week means he's sitting next week and he'll be back in week 14. I mean, that just yeah. that's that seems to be I hope so week. because I don't think 
I don't want to rush him back. Let's get him fully yeah. healthy. Let's. Yeah. He's a franchise. He's our franchise guy right now. We can't afford to go into next year with him limping along all off yep. season. And he still may get surgery. I mean, it kind of depends after the season is over. It really depends on what kind of sprain it is. Um, and that YouTube video that you sent over was really good. If you guys want to check out, um, there's several actually YouTube doctors, uh, sports doctors on YouTube, I should say, that do a really good job at explaining. Maybe we could tweet that out, Jerry, the one that you sent sent me. Um, yeah, fantasy yeah. doctors on Christian yeah. McCaffrey. They explained it really well. Yeah. Um, moving on, tight end, Seth the Valve. Has been what released this? again. This, poor, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> this guy has been on this team, off this team, on the practice squad, off the practice squad, on the practice squad. It's This guy cannot catch a break. And he's been a starter in this league. I'm kind of shocked he just hasn't been able to stick on this team with the void at the tight end position. Well, you know why? Colin it's Thompson. because last week caught his first catch, which also happened to be a touchdown. And uh, I guess they're just going to go with him. As their third tight end, yeah, uh, he's done more for the Panthers than Seth the Valve has. So, yeah, I, I, I can't blame them. Yeah. I mean, the guy caught a caught a wide open touchdown. We'll see what he else he has work his way yeah. into the field. I mean, and he's a young guy. He's from Temple, so yeah. shocker. I actually didn't know that until just now. He is from Temple. <laughs> So, <laughs> I saw. I heard somebody the other day uh, was talking about the Panthers, and I, th- I think it was maybe Ryan Rosillo, and he's like, "Yeah, I was looking." No, it was uh, cousin Sal from the uh, Bill Simmons podcast. He's like, "I was looking at the Panthers roster, and you never like it when you see eleven players on a roster from Temple." <laughs> he's like, "It's not known. We're the Carolina it's not known Owls. as a football powerhouse." It's <laughs> like, yeah, it's got a point there, I guess. Matt Rule is filling out the roster, the bottom of the roster, with guys he's familiar with. I mean, that's what you. Yeah. That's what it appears. <laughs> I to think me it's like. As. I don't think it's quite eleven players. But that's what he said. He's he was joking a bit, but I think it's, <laughs> it's like more than five. You know, it's it's that's a lot. I, I would say eleven is honestly, if you count Baylor and Temple guys, I bet you yeah, it you're is probably right. Eleven. Yeah. Now, speaking of Matt Rule. He says if Teddy Bradgewater can't go on Sunday, he doesn't know if it will be P.J. Walker or Will Greer would start. I think you and I both agree that P.J. Walker would get the start just because he's already been the number two guy all season long. Yeah. Um, now, I don't necessarily agree that he should get the start. I would love to see Will Greer get the start um, just because I know that he wasn't drafted by Matt Rule. And Matt Rule really doesn't have any allegiance to him. Uh, but he was drafted by the Panthers as a third-round pick. And Herney loves him, or loved him at least in the draft. I would have really liked to have seen what he could do. It sounds like, just based on what Matt Rule has said, and, and he did mention that he didn't care where people were drafted. He was going to play the best players. And he did actually talk about Will Greer a little bit. He said something to the effect of he sees him every day in practice, he likes him, and he thinks he's going to have a great future. What does that mean? A great future as a football player? A great future with the Panthers? He did not specify. Um, so it seems like the kind of thing you say to a guy when you're about to say, but now's not the time. 
I mean, he's the one who sees them in practice. I'm going to give it to him to make that decision. It's his team. I mean, yeah. like I said, I, I would like to see Will Greer. Like I said, I think Will Greer may fit what this offense likes, where it's accurate short mm-hmm. passes and not forcing the ball deep a lot. But Will Greer is also, also mobile, too. Let's not forget yeah, that. Last, we saw that last year. I mean, he, he made some plays with his legs. You know, if he hasn't, if he has not improved from last year, then yeah. I mean, obviously put P.J. Walker in there because if what Will Greer was last year is what he is now still, then I don't want him out there. He was not good. No. And now it's time. Time for Meow Mix Mailbag. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we received this email in our, what is it, mailbag at meowmix.com email address. Uh, Hey guys, love the podcast. I grew up in Pennsylvania and currently live in Denver. I started liking the Panthers back in the day solely because of their jersey colors in Madden, and it's stuck ever since. This created some tension in my household, especially during the 2004 NFC Championship versus the Eagles. His dad is a big fan. Uh, Living in Denver, he hears regularly about the Super Bowl from Broncos fans. We're not going to talk about that. That game. Um... He says, we will get there one day. Yes, we will. Uh, This is from Cameron, by the way. Thanks again for the awesome podcast. He has a fan question. Who would win in a fight, Steven or Jerry? Now, I assume he means a fist fight or some sort of physical altercation. Obviously, in a battle of wits, you stand no chance. Oh, Siri's talking to me. Obviously, in a... As you have a technical error, you're like a battle of wits. Oh, hold on, my devices are randomly turning on. That's not my fault. Um, uh, You know, I do uh, have some uh, some weight on you. Have some height on you. Got a little bit of length on you. You know, so you have uh, height, weight on me. Um, Endurance may be an issue. Uh, Maybe, but I don't think it would take me long. So, oh, okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, obviously, I don't think we would ever get in a fist, a fist fight, uh, but I do fight dirty, and I have no problems uh, pulling hair, gouging eyeballs, kick to the kick to the nuts, like <laughs> no problem. <laughs> so you're gonna have to fight dirty if you want to fight me. Also, I have no problem mm. slapping and running. I mean, I, you have to chase me down. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm not much of a fighter yeah. in general, but I do work out pretty regularly. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so we're gonna, you know, uh, I'm gonna say that I would win just because I don't want to cop out and take the draw. Um, but we would never fight. We would never no. fight. I'm really not a we fighter, would, but we would solve our problems with like a game of Madden, which which Jerry would probably <laughs> win, um, <laughs> or you know, some some game of skill at Dave and Buster's, you know. That's that's how Jerry and I would solve our issues. Yeah, Connect Four in uh, Dave and Buster's oh, yeah. basketball. That that is how maybe we'd the solve thing it. I miss most with this pandemic. <laughs> oh man, that was I so love, much fun. I love doing that. By the way, whenever the pandemic ends, or if you're very very careful, Dave and Buster's has a great Connect Four basketball game where it's you play Connect Four except you have to shoot mm-hmm. hoops to you know connect it. It's, it's a awesome. lot of fun. 
and uh, Jerry, it's a date when this thing is over. We're going to do it. <laughs> um, I did want to mention one other thing. By the way, thanks again, Cameron, for the email. Um, this was not a mailbag, but this was a comment on our YouTube channel. Go check out Meow Mix Podcast on YouTube. Trying to get our subscribers up. We're at 172 right now. Uh, it basically, it's just bite-sized portions of the podcast. We typically go through the recaps and the previews. Um, but we did have so a... this is a comment from Richard. And this is our recap where we got dusted by the Bucks last week. He says, I feel like you guys are expecting way too much from the Panthers this year. We're missing two key pieces on the defense. Once we get the draft next year, we're going to be monsters. Got to build the guys we have. A lot of rookies that need experience. Um, so basically, he's calling us out a bit for our reaction to the Panthers getting, frankly, embarrassed. Uh, we were not happy with the game last week. I think we probably could hear it in our voices. Um, and And what I really wanted to talk about here, Jerry, real quick was... Are we wrong to be upset when the Panthers lose? Should we just be? I know we all expected this to be a down season, and you know we aren't making the playoffs or anything. But my opinion is, I want to see the Panthers progress week to week. I want to see them doing things better. Yeah, absolutely. And last week we did not see. That. And I think, and I think we brought that up. I think we haven't seen the defense progress in about four mm-hmm. or five weeks, and that's what I I've, I'm really down on. We aren't not we're not forcing punts at all. I mean, in the past five weeks, I think we forced teams punt three times. I don't have the numbers right in front of me. Three, maybe yeah. four times. That's ridiculous. That's just this team is gonna be one of the worst third down defenses of all time mm-hmm. in the league. I mean, I get I understand. We have a lot of young players, but they need to start coming into their own right now not regressing like what I'm seeing on the team. Now, they were playing the Bucks, who have a lot of weapons, but the weeks before that, they continued mm-hmm. to do that. And the Lions have a, a lot of good players, too, on offense. So it's another going to be a tough sledding for them. But we have to see some progression. Yeah. And maybe we were a little too hard on them last week, but <clears throat> that was an ugly game, and... You know, we're diehard fans. Like, we, we don't want to be embarrassed. We want to enjoy watching our team play on Sundays. And that was not an enjoyable game to watch. Not if you're no. a Panthers fan, at least. So, uh, appreciate the comment. My jersey got thrown in the corner <laughs> after that game. I will Really? And it's still yeah. there today because I still haven't gotten myself to go pick it up. Uh, we do appreciate the comment. Um, check out the YouTube phase. A lot of good conversation on there. And we could definitely use, uh, you know, you guys' support and subscribing. Uh, and you get to see our faces yeah, for once. Here's me face. As, as Ozzy <laughs> Man says, here's me face. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back with our game preview. This episode is presented by Wild CBD. Wild produces the best tasting edibles on the market using real fruit and all-natural flavoring. With flavors inspired by the Pacific Northwest, high-quality ingredients, real fruit, and consistent dosing, Wild has become one of the leading cannabis edible producers in the country. 
Wild's new CBD line currently offers real fruit-infused gummies in blackberry, huckleberry, lemon, and raspberry, and CBD-infused sparkling water in raspberry, lemon, blackberry, and blood orange. Each gummy is dosed with 25 milligrams of CBD and can be purchased in a bottle of 10 or 20. Wild CBD is offering our listeners 30% off of their next purchase from wildcbd.com by using the code P-O-D. That's code P-O-D for 30% off of your next purchase. Wild CBD products are intended only for use by individuals aged 18 or older. Wild CBD products should only be consumed as directed on the label and should not be used if you are pregnant or breastfeeding. All Wild CBD products are made with ingredients containing 0% THC. Consult with a health professional prior to using Wild CBD in combination with any medications or other dietary supplements. Today's episode is presented by State Bags. State Bags makes beautiful, well-made, inclusively cool products while using the power of business to give back to shift the narrative around social justice. For every state bag purchased, State hand delivers a backpack packed with essential tools for success to an American child in need. But their commitment goes beyond simply a material donation. State Bags has your back, and part of that commitment is making a difference in local kids' lives. To get you ready for your commute or wherever you're traveling next, State is offering our listeners 15% off of their next purchase at statebags.com using code P-O-D. That's 15% off of your next purchase using code P-O-D at statebags.com. State Bags, they have your back. And we are back. It is time for the Carolina Panthers Week 11 preview. Brought to you by Manscaped. Check out manscaped.com for all of your male grooming needs. Uh, Lawnmower 3.0 is awesome. They include a free pair of boxers in every kit. Uh, They've got body wash, shampoo, nail clippers, ball wipes, ball deodorant. Just in time for the holidays. (laughs) Just in time for the holidays. (laughs) Uh, Manscaped.com. Promo code MeowMixPodcast, all one word, gets you 20% off and free shipping on every order. Uh, So check it out. All right. We will start off, as we always do, with the injury reports. And unfortunately, there's a lot of them. Uh, We'll start with the Lions. Lions, some interesting ones here. We'll start with the DNPs. Danny Amendola, wide receiver. Austin Bryant, defensive end. Marvin Jones, wide receiver. Matt Stafford, quarterback. Any of those names jump out at you, Jerry? <laughs> well, Matt Stafford has already basically said he's going to play. Yeah. So he's yeah, trying to rest that right thumb. thumb. But yeah. two out of their three starting wide receivers are on this list with a hip and knee injuries. Neither mm-hmm. one of those are good for a receiver missing. No, and we haven't even gotten to Kenny Galladay, their number one receiver, who is – also on this list as a limited yeah. practice participant. We'll start off, off there. Uh, Kenny Galladay with a hip. Jared Davis, linebacker. TJ Hawkinson, tight end. They're starting tight end. Uh, Christian Jones, linebacker. And I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce this name. <laughs> Vitai is the last name. I will uh, try because I butcher ever all the names. Halapalovati Vataya. I think it's Vitae, for sure, on the last name. Uh, but great, good job on the first name. That was better than I thought. Uh, and then Nick Williams, and then just you know, full practice Jamal Agnew. 
who is uh, like a hybrid guy. But yeah, Kenny Galladay, TJ Hawkinson was just kind of a surprise to me. I didn't realize that he was on the list. Uh, Galladay has missed the last couple of games for the Lions. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is back practicing this week, so he could be back. That would be a big one if, if he missed. Marvin Jones, who basically has gone off since Galladay went out uh, as a DNP, is interesting. Uh, and of course, Amendola, the other wide receiver. So three of their wide receivers on the injury report. Uh, Marvin Jones is a up. really good player. I, he's one of those yeah. underrated guys, and mm-hmm. you know he's he always performs really well. A thousand yard season, eleven hundred yard season, mm-hmm. and he's just quiet about it because he's there in Detroit, and now playing opposite of Galladay. I mean, yeah, they they have a scary receiving core. They yeah. their offense is really pretty good. Yeah, and we'll talk about some of their other skill players here in a few minutes. But TJ Hawkinson's that's a that's a bit of a sneaky one on the injury report here. If he's out, then that's that's big for them because he's a big red zone guy, uh, and he's big pretty big part of their offense. So uh, we'll move on to the Panthers. Unfortunately, we know for a fact that obviously Christian McCaffrey is out. Dante Jackson is out. Russell Kung is out. Okay, they're all out. Um, John Miller did not practice. Tahir Whitehead did not practice. Bridgewater limited practice. Sam Franklin limited practice. Gross Matos, Marquise Haynes, Chris Manhurts, all limited practice. And then Mike Davis listed on the report, but full practice uh, with a thumb injury. So he should play. Um, so obviously we've talked about Teddy a little bit. Let's talk about him more now. I think he'll probably play. Uh, he was a limited practice, as we said today. He's on the sidelines with the red jersey. He has been reported that there's no limp, uh, whereas a couple of days ago he definitely had a bit of a limp. So he does seem to be getting better. I think he'll probably be out there. I do too. I I can't see him not being out there unless the knee is really, really bothering him. Mm-hmm. He may be not as mobile as he has been. And unfortunately, the O-line hasn't been protecting him that well. I mean, the good thing is, the Lions' defense isn't great, so mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, yeah, we'll talk about some of their numbers here in a minute. But um, anybody else on this list? I mean, Dante Jackson being out is—it's a I big one. But out. I think it's—I was going to say—I think uh, he's going to be in the same boat as McCaffrey here. I think he's out for the next two weeks and hopefully back after the bye. That's what I hope for him too, because he has been trying to fight through that toe injury and it's just not working. It's yep. time to hang it up, give him a few weeks off, let him come back healthy with his toe. Yep. It's obviously bothering him. He plays one snap and it then goes out. He's been pra- doing limited practices, so just let him rest. Yep. Agreed. Um, the line for this game is kind of all over the place. A lot of sites don't have a line at all, but a betting line we're talking about here. Uh, most of the ones that do, do have the Panthers favored. And FanDuel, who's where we usually get our lines from, Panthers favored by one and a half. Um, so, obviously, the, they're, they're not on the board a lot of places because we don't know about the quarterback with Teddy more unsure than Stafford. But... Um, yeah, so Panthers by one and a half, favored, even though they've lost five in a row and the uh, Lions have won three out of their last five. So that's a little interesting. Yeah. they. I, I'm just a little... I, I don't know with this game, betting-wise, where you would lie at all. 
I mean, they don't even have an over-under to really put out there. Yeah. So, I was going to say, because yeah, otherwise I would say over. <laughs> yeah, I think that if it comes out that Teddy is not going to play, then this line flips. Mm-hmm. And you probably got Detroit by four, four and a half, something like that. So. Oh, obviously. Um, I mean, you would yeah. have P.J. Walker or Will Greer starting. Mm-hmm. Neither one yeah. has. Will Greer has one start in the league. P.J. Walker has none. Yeah. So. I mean, hell, it might even be more than that. Might be the Lions by a touchdown. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get into the preview. Uh, the Lions average twenty-five point two points per game. Uh, average one hundred and one yards on the ground and two hundred and fifty-eight yards through the air. Now on defense, they give up twenty-nine point seven points per game. One hundred and forty-one yards on the ground and two hundred and fifty-eight yards through the air. So, I the ground. We, it, I think it's time to see Mike Davis, Mike Davis turn, and a little bit of Smith. Practice squad Smith coming up and run the ball because Bonavin's out. Trenton Cannon's not, hasn't shown anything that he can run the ball. So, mm-hmm. yeah, boy, this would have been a nice game to have McCaffrey. Um, oh, yeah. Here's a next level stat for you, Jerry. In Detroit's five losses, they have given up an average of 193.2 yards on the ground. Mm hmm. In their four wins, 77 yards on the ground. Ah. So that's that's a massive discrepancy. And that tells you what the Panthers need to do. They need to control the ball. They need to run the ball. With McCaffrey out, it's going to be incumbent on Mike Davis to have his first really good rushing game of the year. I think also Curtis Samuel could have a lot of rushing yards in this game. Yeah. I, I know I said Rodney Smith just a second ago, but the more I was <clears> thinking <throat> about it, Curtis Samuel breaks off those like 15, 20 yard runs. Mm-hmm. You know, he squirts through that hole quickly and he's in that secondary quick. I could see him having 50, 60 yards rushing himself. That would be pretty great. I, I don't know if I see that. Um, I mean, do you feel strongly about that? I. If you're thinking beer bed, I am willing to do that, but I, I'd say uh, 40, 40 over uh, under. Yeah, I mean, I'll take under that. I think it's Curtis Samuel could have a very good game. 40 yards on the ground. I mean, let's see, he's going to have to break a big one to get that because I don't see him getting like th- four yards of carry, getting 40 yards. But yeah, I'll take that. I'll do that. I'll go under. Beer bed of the week. And with our beer bets, basically we just bet on something and – the next time we record, we bring the other person beer. Now, unfortunately, this year it's been virtual beers as we are <laughs> recording via Zoom. But yeah. that's the initial thought of the beer bet. So this week, our beer bet is over under 40 rushing yards for Curtis Samuel. I have the over. Steven has the under. Yes. Uh, and I did want to talk about Curtis Samuel a little bit. He was not involved that much last week. Uh at least not to the extent that he had been the previous several weeks. Mm-hmm. Feels like that's important for the Panthers to have him involved. Uh, offense always runs better. He's good in the red zone. He's great on third down. Do you uh, Obviously, you foresee them having him more involved this week I based do. on that conversation. <laughs> yeah, I, he seems to be the will that makes us – Offense run. When he was out for those couple games, the offense struggled. And when mm-hmm. he's in, he usually does. But when he performs better, the whole offense seems to perform better. 
Yeah. I've always been a big fan of Curtis Samuel, and this year I've really become not solidified, but it really kind of reaffirmed what I was always thought about him. Agreed. Yeah, I mean he's and and I've been a little less of a Curtis Samuel believer, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I he's made me a believer this year. Like I'm, I see the talent. I mean, I, I have always seen the talent, but I'm starting to see the production. And he's staying healthy, and I think that getting him more involved is going to be very important for the Panthers. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, I did want to mention here the Lions. You know, we you said all of their stats and they don't sound great um they have won three of their last five however their average strength of victory is the lowest in the nfl outside of the nfc east you look at the (laughs) nfc east they all play each other right so you don't have to discount them Uh, so (laughs) yeah but they're literally five wins is gonna win that division yeah i mean it really might but the the lions strength of victory is 333 so that means that who they've beaten, their average record is 333, right? Uh, that's pretty low. That's pretty bad. So the Lions are like that team that maybe beats up on the bad teams. I don't think the Panthers are a bad team. I think the Panthers are a mediocre team. Who should win this game? Yeah, it, this kind of a litmus test for the Panthers because yeah. I feel like the Detroit Lions are on par with the Carolina Panthers they're they're not a great team like you said that's pushing for a you know playoff spot but they're also not going to be pl- pushing for a top 5 pick mm-hmm. so, yeah, very similar like the offenses have good skill players mm-hmm. you know on Detroit you've got Kenny Galladay uh, Marvin Jones Marvin Hall is also very good wide receiver um, they've started moving towards DeAndre Swift as their running back, the rookie this year. He had a real nice game last week. And they do have Adrian Peterson on that team uh, who has been getting a lot of the work, and they're sort of moving away from him, which I think is smart for them because DeAndre Swift is pretty good. Um, and then their defense has a lot of holes. They don't rush the quarterback well. They're averaging 1.4 sacks per game. Mm-hmm. And which most is, of that's one player. Uh, let yeah. me pull up his name. I can't remember how to say it. Romeo Akoware. He yeah. has six sacks. He yeah. has six of their 13 sacks. Yeah. He's kind of like uh, their Brian Birds. He has almost as many sacks as the Panthers do, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> the Panthers only have nine sacks on the season. So the Panthers are averaging less than one sack a game. Um, it's pretty pretty pathetic. Uh, so... Yeah, it's it's gonna gonna be an interesting game. I think Teddy's gonna have time to throw, assuming he's out there, uh, or whoever's out there is gonna have time to throw. And you know, if we can run the ball, then that's gonna open up the passing game. It's gonna open the play action. This could be a big game for the Panthers. Could be a uh, you're gonna see in my game prediction that I think there's gonna be a lot of points scored in this game. I I 100% agree with the high scoring game. I don't think either one of these teams have a great defense, and I I agree it's gonna be. What defense is able to stop them on third down to force mm-hmm. them to punt? Because mm-hmm. uh, I, don't, I don't think field goals are going to win this game on either side either. I think it's going to be in the end zone. Yeah, I agree. And punting, you know, we were our beer bet was going to be about punting, uh, you know, a little jokey one, but it, it is very serious. Like, the Panthers have to get off the field on third down. Mm-hmm. Got to force some punts. 
Can't they give up forced... third and nineteens, third and elevens, third and longs. You have to get off the field. They've they've forced a few punts towards the end of the game in some of these games where the other team is basically just running the ball. And the Panthers know they're going to run the ball and they can stop it. But have you? Do you know of a time that they've punted in the first half? Do you remember Mm-mm. a time? <laughs> like I don't even remember. It's it's been several weeks. I think so. I mean, maybe there was one one here or there, but. It's been pretty like a running joke that the Panthers don't force punts. No. They don't get off the field. Most most punters, you know, take break, you know, take a little snooze, listen to a podcast on the sideline. That's what I heard. Yeah, meow mix. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, he's like, yeah. Uh, and tr- uh, by the way, our punter is very, very good, Charlton. Yeah. You know, Carlton's he's been doing been... a great job. Would like to see a little less of him, you know. Yeah. Last week, I feel like we saw too much of him. Uh, do the Panthers try a fake punt this week? I hope not. I I hope not just because I feel that they've done it so much the past two, three games that at this point you're you're obviously showing your hand, so all the teams are going to be ready for it. Now, could I see a fake field goal? Maybe. Could I see them going for it on fourth down and just leaving the offense? Sure. Like we discussed last time. But for the most part, Carlton, I was impressed with his arm, but for the these players are aware that they're going to go for it a lot. Tampa mm-hmm. Bay called it out. Yeah, the Panthers have gone for 16 fourth downs so far this season. Mm-hmm. They've converted 9 of them. Uh so that's, you know, 56%. That's right around league average for converting fourth downs. Uh only four teams have gone for it more on fourth down than the Panthers. Or I, actually, I should say only three teams have gone for it more. The Falcons have gone for it as much. Actually, the Falcons are also nine for 16. So, um, But yeah, it's uh, that's definitely something that we that is different in the Matt Rule era that I like. I love it when he goes for the fourth down. Yeah, I've, I've been really impressed with the aggression. Yeah. There's been mm-hmm. one or two times where I'm like, what are you doing? Take the three points. But then he makes it or not. And I... Again, I'm happy with the aggression because at this point, why not? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's exciting. You know, usually the Panthers need to keep moving the ball because they have to score because, you know, the defense isn't stopping anyone. So, I, you know, I don't know if I love it when he goes for it in the red zone when we could potentially just kick a field goal and get some points yeah. on the board for sure. Uh, but usually it works out. So... Those are usually the times it works out. The ones that doesn't work out is like the fake punt or, you know, if they just run some weird play where Teddy's throwing it in front of the sticks, you know, and not not even throwing it to the first down marker, which happens, unfortunately, quite a bit. So, yeah, I love it, man, and um, I want to keep seeing it. I mean, at least our rookie head coach isn't fist-fighting offensive line head coach. I mean, we could have (laughs) always had that type of situation. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um Yeah, we got right. we let's be honest. Everybody here loves Matt Rule. We think he's gonna be great for this organization long term. Mm-hmm. We love the aggression. You know, it's just been a rough rough beginning just because of the talent needed to get kinda upgraded overall. So the Panthers haven't forced a ton of turnovers this Mm-mm. season. Um, 
I think that's going to be a key in this game. And really moving forward, I think the Panthers need to start turning the ball over on defense. Um, maybe even have a, a couple of nice special teams plays. One we saw last week, a couple or a few we saw last week, but specifically the return, which was nice to see. So I think some of these non-offensive big plays, uh, because we've seen a lot of offensive big plays, but defensive big plays we need to see, and that includes turnovers, sacks. I mean, these are things that the Panthers just aren't doing that successful teams do. And I'm hoping that we see some of that this week. Question for you. Mm-hmm. What do you think the Panthers plus minus is on turnovers this year? Any guess? I would say it's only like a plus two or so. Because honestly, I feel like we've been turning the ball over about the same amount as we give it up every time. Like it's last plus, week, one and one. Yeah, it's plus three, which I was honestly a little surprised about. I didn't think we were in the plus. Uh, I thought we were like minus two or something. So that's actually not bad. No, that's Teddy like Bridgewater's been t- taking care of the ball. I mean, he, yeah. he's had a few We don't fumble the ball ever, really, the Panthers. I mean, it's pretty much all interceptions, essentially. Yeah. Um, couple couple fumbles here and there. but um, All right. Anything else you wanted to chat about before we get into our predictions? No, I'm good. Okay. Uh, bold predictions. Why don't you kick it off? I have a bold prediction that Mike Davis will have over 150 total yards this game. I think that's quite possible. Mm-hmm. I think a lot uh, of it's going to be on the ground. Yeah. So. yeah, like we said, D- Detroit's run defense is pretty bad, especially when they lose. It's horrid. So, um, Mine's a little, maybe a little lame, but uh, optimistic. I think the Panthers don't give up any sacks and they don't turn the ball over at all in this game. Uh, call it not quite bold, but I think it is my prediction. I think if it happens, it bodes very well for the Panthers. Yeah, I agree. If that happens, it bodes very well for our offense. Yeah. Um, all right. Game predictions. You want to start or you want me to? Go ahead. All right. Uh, I see this being a high-scoring game. Like I said earlier, I think the Panthers will get on track, and they're going to score enough points to win. Uh, I got Panthers 38, Lions 28. Nice. I also think this is going to be a high-scoring game. But until this defense can force teams to punt... Oh, I was wondering if you're going to do this. I can't. I cannot pick the Carolina Panthers to win. They, they need to stop the opposing team. Detroit Lions 34, Carolina Panthers 30. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was I was going to call you out on that if you didn't pick the Lions to win because of what you said last week. So. Until they could start forcing them to punt. I mean... You're a man of integrity. <laughs> I mean, it's just logic. <laughs> if you can't stop them, then what, how are you going to no, win the ball? Or I win agree. the game? I'm hoping that we do stop them. And um, it's also, I've been picking them every week and we keep losing, so maybe I'm bad luck. Maybe I need to just start <laughs> picking against them. There you go. That's the way to look at it. I think you're trying to help the team. <laughs> <laughs> I think the other time I picked against them, we won. So yeah, well, not the not against the Chiefs, probably. No, but, no, no. You know. it wasn't against the Chiefs. <laughs> but if we had a performance again, like we had against the Chiefs against the Detroit Lions, and we we should oh. win that game. We'll slack them. I mean, my <laughs> my prediction would come true probably because that they would destroy the Lions. The Lions are not a great team. So, like you said earlier, litmus test. 
This is a game the Panthers should win. If we're going into the right direction, like we hope and feel that, and assuming Teddy plays, yes. Well, we want to thank everyone for listening. If you like our show, please let your friends know. Please follow us on Twitter at MeowMixPodcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mailbag at MeowMixPodcast.com. If you leave us a five-star review with a comment on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on our show. We will have a new show out Monday morning recapping the Panthers-Lions game. And until then, everyone stay safe and keep pounding. (laughs) Wow, <laughs> wow,